Hello and welcome to the Hope Hotline. It is Friday. It is December 1st. If you have one of those, uh, um, I do. I bought my family these countdowns to Christmas. What are those things called? Advent calendars. What is it? Advent. Okay, if you have an advent calendar, today's the day you get to open up your first one. That's right. So I didn't get me one. But I plan on stealing some of theirs. There's a Lent candy. Yeah, delicious. It's good, people. Yeah. Very good. One so, day at a time, too. One day at a time. Only one day. You can't jump ahead unless you forget, which I've done those advent calendars before, and you forget to open up. Mm. It's kind of like a nice surprise the next day. It is. <laughs> you get to double double your pleasure, double your fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk about things. We got okay. Vanessa back. Vanny on the Block is back. She's back she from is. Nashville. How was your trip, girl? <laughs> so fun. So you know fun. how people go to Nashville and they like hit up Broadway Street and do all the things? Yeah. Jeff and I went to the Botanical Garden. <laughs> and we toured. <laughs> oh, dear. Creekwood Mansion. We did all the like elderly activities. <laughs> the elderly folks. We yeah. loved it. <clears throat> I went. I listen. I don't know why you did that because you could absolutely go in there. When I went to Nashville, I think been there like, well, I think more than once. But um, when I went, um, you hit Hattie B's. I know that. Yeah, we did. You hot got chicken. You gotta, you gotta get Nashville hot chicken. Hot chicken. If, mm. if anybody ever goes to Nashville, that's the place to go. Yeah. There's no other place. Nothing compares. I don't care what anybody says. There's mm-hmm. Prince's hot chicken too, which is yeah. where the locals go. I know, but that's Hattie not B's. as good. I know Hattie B's is Hattie like B's that. is is local. Yeah, it is. And, and well, in Tennessee, it is. I mean, it is a chain, but. It's still like, uh, that's not the same though, yeah. but I'm just saying. But I went downtown, it, like it was, I was telling um, Vanessa, like, where do you get off in an airport and they're playing oh, yeah. every place, there's somebody <laughs> playing country music, like everywhere. Yeah. Like in the restaurants, outside the rest, the restrooms, like yeah, you totally. name it, somebody, mm-hmm. and the talent is it's off incredible. the charts. Yeah. We walked up and down Broadway and we can hear them. Oh, Yeah. From all the individual like bars and yeah and dives, um, it's pretty incredible the talent that that's there. It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's so sad too, because all these people God gave them this talent. Like every the, it says that gifts and talents are irrevocable, right? So if He gave you a gift for singing and you don't use it for Him, He's not really going to pull it from you. Right. But you should be using it for Him and the talent. It's yeah. off the charts, and it's so sad that they're using it for the world and not I know. for him. I know. But I did go into the bars. <laughs> I was the only one drinking Diet Coke or <laughs> soda pop or whatever, yeah, yeah, or yeah. carbonated water. But, um, the, music, but the music was yeah. so yeah. daggum good. Yeah. I loved it. So glad to have you back. Glad you had fun. Hey, tell them, where, tell them that, who you hung out with, though. John Who's, Rich. John Rich. She hung out with John Rich. She's so cool. Went to his house. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Got a, her own private concert. <laughs> I mean, there was like 15 Well, other with her husband. She did yeah, get a concert, but the concert was not just for her. <laughs> uh, it, it was, was for Jeff that. and her and about yeah. 13 other people. I didn't realize he was such a true, like, patriot. Oh, he's huge. Yeah. There's a few of them that, like, are proud and true, and yeah. he is one of them. Yeah. It was. It's awesome. It's awesome that they uh, 
they all, it is awesome that he's one of the people that represent one of the companies. It's being yeah. so yeah. conservative because a lot of times companies won't allow conservative. Uh, I mean, Tom's yeah. like right. Saturday night's going to be a little a little shocker for some people, but it's Tom's Tom's um, got himself a sponsor. Somebody reached out to him. Yeah, That's somebody awesome. reached out to him and wants him to. It's a big name. Mm-hmm. It's big. It's big. So Saturday night he'll be unveiling that and um but it's amazing that these companies will go with somebody super conservative and there it's a big company and um so it's pretty awesome um so welcome back girl sarah took your place for the she she did did a great great. job she did great she did great so listen you listen i'm just saying (laughs) you leave i gotta fill in you kicking me out i can easily replace you that's all i'm saying (laughs) if i have to you are replaceable. Oh, wow. Never. I, feel I mean, love. listen, I feel what we would have to do is in addition to, <laughs> in addition to you, we'll never replace you, yeah. but we can always do in addition to. And let, what are we going to do when that. Logan, like, you know, pops the little puppy? I mean, after our conversation, I feel like I need to be back here. You do need to be back here. <laughs> you know, crack that whip. We'll have um, oh, Brindley good. and yeah. Tootie. Yeah, yeah. Watch. Maybe well, maybe you're not not leaving just because you had a baby. Exactly. Listen, I don't even care if I hear that little one like <laughs> screaming in the background. Yeah. Well, I'll deal with it. Yeah. This is a, I mean, this is a professional podcast Very. within reason. Yeah. <laughs> Family first, people. Yep. Family first. Yep. All right, Tracy. Hey, speaking of, I got a shout out today. It's Hoochie. Bobski's birthday. Happy birthday. <gasps> Happy birthday. birthday. We love you. Happy birthday, sweet She's, girl. She's uh, 26 again. Oh, yes. gosh. <laughs> is it a flippy-do? No. Is it a flippy-do no. oh, of actually, the 20, 26? It might, I don't know. Maybe it is this year. It might be. But she's always 26. But that's interesting. I wish I remember you don't when even she know was what, born. You don't even know. I don't even know how old I am. So I can't keep my mom's age either. You were 28. No. I'm no? 27. <laughs> how can your mother be 26 and you 27 her mom was 24 so that's just how it works <laughs> i'm don't. slightly confused you are 27 yeah. your mother's 26 yeah okay how can you be older than your mother um i am you know biologically that cannot happen really mm-hmm. <laughs> just making sure you are blonde that is true. Yeah. That is true. Okay, so, so that's Bob awesome. Birthday. Happy birthday, girl. Yeah, Bobsy's birthday. Happy birthday to mama. Yep. Okay, moving right along. All right, moving along, girl. All right, we have got our like, share, and subscribe, and of course, comment. Um, we love when you guys follow along with the show and give us your input and answer what's going on, or if you have another question in addition to the question that Hope is answering, um, I try to get it out to her if it if we can squeeze it in real quick. But if for some reason I can't, you are always welcome to send us an email at ask. Hope at the at hopehotline.com. Um, but for now, we need you to just like and share. And depending on what platform you're on, obviously there's all different ways to do it. So um, if you're on Facebook, you can just share right to your page. If you're on Rumble, there's a link. 
if you're on YouTube, you really are just um, subscribing and commenting on there. And then Black Robe, um, you can subscribe as well on Black Robe. You can share the link. I usually do just to promote our platform because that's our own platform. Um, and then next we have our We want to get those numbers up. Yeah, we, we got to get, yeah, we especially gotta get. since I talked about, well, Vaccines. I won't say the word. <laughs> the jab. The I think jab. you can say the jab. Our numbers have been affected. Yeah, I know. So let's get back out there. Let's not let the, the world crush us. There's no way. So we're going to get our numbers up and you guys are going to be our helpers. Um, so we've got our merch and we have our mug available, which if you were here last week, you found out that that is one of Hope's favorite things. Um, and then we have the spoon that is available online and the UBU t-shirt. Again, foundationchurchfl.com. You click shop and they are all right there at the top. And if you're interested, we also have Foundation Church merch and the TLP merch. Um, next on our list is our Christmas Eve service. Uh, we need you to register so we know who's coming to the Christmas Eve service. And that, of course, is Christmas Eve, Sunday the 24th. Uh, starts at 7 p.m. And just so you know, their 100% is church at 10 a.m. as always. So we will be there Sunday, 10 a.m. And we will be there. Well, we will probably be there for very from 10, from 8. We will not from be leaving all day long. To, yeah, exactly. I can promise you that. We will be living here. Um, but we want you to come back at 7 p.m. And it will be amazing. And there is lots of fun, secret, special things happening that night. So you do not want to miss it. All right, and we have our Grinch breakfast. It's going to be all the Whoville, and we are having our just our foundation kids come to this because of space that we have available, but it is not a drop-off event. So if you are coming, you need to register whoever is coming. So if it's mom and dad are coming, please let us know um, that there will be three people, or if you have more kids, just let us know who's going to be eating. And moving right along to Hope's favorite things, so, as you know, we have three um, gifts that are available. So we've got the Longhorn uh, Steakhouse gift card, and you have to get the chocolate stampede because that is Hope's favorite thing. Then we have the Gold Bond neck cream that Hope still uses and still loves very much. And um, right now we have the mug available um, in our gift box. So, all right, today we have a new one. And it is the Buff City Soap Coconut Body Butter. <laughs> and that's this a mouthful. Stuff, it is. This stuff is amazing. So it is literally like butter. So if you, you know, I always say as it gets a little more dry in Florida, but if you're traveling and you're going up north where it is so, so dry. Last week when I was in Massachusetts, it was so dry. I actually bought this for my mom for her birthday. I did the lavender one because she loves lavender. It's her not as, favorite. it is not as each. But here's the thing. Okay. Coming to you. If you choose different ones, yeah. you're not going to get the same consistency. Okay. I've learned that through time. That's interesting. If you do the coconut, the coconut has like an oily base to it, right? Because coconuts yeah. have that texture. Okay. So the coconut one not only smells good. Yeah. But it's it it's it's a lot thicker and like you literally stick your finger in it and it just Yeah. Okay. It's like whipped butter. So this is the best one is what she's trying to say. It is. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, okay. the lavender might be really good, but I don't I see how lavender has got an oil base to it. Well, like I think it's just does. essential oil, right? Isn't it just an essential oil? I don't I, know. I think oh. it depends on who makes it. 
too. Oh. I think that has something. Oh, oh yeah, because oh. they make everything they, there. Yeah. So there is one lady. Come into us. Sure, she's working. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'll tell you afterwards okay. so I don't get her in trouble. Wise <laughs> 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 move. That is true because they make everything in house. And so that could be it. All I can tell you is like Talia's was like chalk. Weird. Hers is really hard. Like I was shocked. Do you remember? No. But it was it wasn't it was um it was it was like a nice scent, yeah. but it wasn't like flowery or anything. Okay, I don't know, but mm. be careful. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, but that coconut butter, yeah, is the best, especially mm-hmm. if you live up north. I well, even down here, like we go to the beach, we dry out our skin. Mm-hmm. I put it on my face. Yeah, the person that does my facials does not think that that's the <laughs> wisest thing for me, <laughs> but I love it. Nothing. I do. It makes my face feel so good. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the body butter. And then the other thing they got there, and then we'll move on to whatever we have to really do that's important. But the other thing they have there is this spray that you can put on Okay. in the shower. And it's got a coconut. It's a coconut one. And you don't slip and fall. <laughs> but it, it moisturizes. If you live up north, it's like perfect. Because it moisturizes your skin. That's the one thing that I hated living up north is my skin would be so dry. So dry. So dry. My yeah. fingers would crack. Yep. Yeah. My, my hands would crack. Yep. Like I watch my Alaskan shows and I'm thinking, how in the world are their hands not cracked? But yeah. you know what? I think it's because they're all like living off the grid. So their hands are always in animal guts and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then they pull in that fat out mm-hmm. and they probably know. And they're always using these uh, home remedies. Yeah. Yeah. So they're probably ma- making something from the animal fat. Yeah, yeah. lard. Yeah, a lard. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like the lard that I got, mm-hmm. that I cook with from you. Yeah, but lard. Oh, you got yeah. It. yeah. I mean, it's, it's no different. Yeah. It's just broken down. Yeah, yeah. But mm. truly important. Keep that skin fresh and moisturized. Absolutely. Super important, especially live up north. It's getting cold. It is getting cold. And the secret word for today is, Mm -hmm. at the very beginning, how. Yep. So your secret word for today is how. Yep. How you doing? How you doing? And that is not the phrase. That's not the (laughs) phrase. But every single time I hear something like that, I'm always like, <clears throat> All right. And, you got, and we got anything three, else? 314 is the timestamp. So make sure you add that in there so we know you were watching. Not they don't have to your, give the timestamp, well, correct? The, listen, if the problem is if they cheat off their neighbor and they see the phrase and they just send me the phrase. We, I don't know. I don't know if our, if our viewers are all Christians and we don't accept cheaters. There's no cheating. Well, you're going to go to hell for it. So is it really <laughs> worth 10 favorite things? I mean, some is it worth made, my I mean, 10 favorite uh, things? The coconut body butter? For the butter? destination of fire and Listen, sulfur. We haven't shown all of the things yet. So once we get to like some it of the other stuff, it, 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 it might be worth it for fire and sulfur. It might yeah. be worth it. That stampede is dang close. I'm going to just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it might be worth uh, eternal I know, damnation. I still haven't tried it. So that's hope. It's so good. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that it's so good. It's everything that I can do not to go down there. Like <laughs> I might have to go down there tonight no. and treat myself for that dessert. Do it. You're not good for me, <laughs> Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa's working man. off Nashville weight. 
So there's that's the reason why. Oh, yeah. But oh, Vanessa's my only my gym God. partner right now. So. Oh my I, God. Listen, she made up. it. I three times up. this week. Three times? I Twice. thought you were a tour. Twice? Oh, okay. oh Wednesday? Yeah, I felt like Wednesday. I was there three oh, times. Oh, no, Wednesday, because I wasn't there. You're right. But Twice. I was there twice. <laughs> All right. And you notice how every time we talk, she makes, she steps it up. I'm like, she really doesn't want us to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie and Dana. Oh, yes. Every yeah. time we're talking, oh, like, they, they, they like, are, yeah. make it worse. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. Jumping jacks. Because that means if you can breathe. <laughs> mm-mm. It's like ridiculous. I'm it like, can't can't we socialize somewhat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the no. laughter is gone. They won't oh, even let us talk. That's funny. All right. That's it. That's it. That's all we got for today. Sounds good. Let's go. Okay, first question. If you are newly saved, what is your new life supposed to look like and how do you do it daily? Now this is a truly great question. Great question. And you're not, you know why I love this question is because a lot of people get saved under fresh starts and new beginnings. They think they're, they're saved and their life never changes right. at all. And they think that they're saved and they've been led astray. It's scriptural, right? They've been lied to. Yeah. And so you can't like stay the same mm -hmm. if you get saved. Repentance, that's what it means. It's to go a the opposite direction, 180 de degrees, the opposite direction. So if you, if, you, if you don't have somebody to teach you, to disciple you, you don't know that. Right. And you just right. status quo. Right. Things stay the same. But that's not really what Christianity is all about. Christianity is actually what I call the George Costanza principle. <laughs> George Costanza principle. If anybody likes Seinfeld. And Tom uses this too. But it is actually perfect. Because this George Costanza principle is if everything you've been doing wrong, like if all your life you've been doing the same thing and you've never gotten anywhere, mm -hmm. if everything you've been doing has been wrong, then maybe you should do the opposite and things work out. I have a clip for you. Tracy, play it. Speaking of having it all... Where were you? I went to the beach. Oh, the beach. It's not working, Jerry. It's just not working. What is it that isn't working? Why did it all turn out like this for me? I had so much promise. <laughs> I was personable. I was bright. Oh, maybe not academically speaking, but I was perceptive. I always know when someone's uncomfortable at a party. Got over there? It all became very clear to me sitting out there today that every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. <laughs> my life is the complete opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have in every aspect of life, be it something to wear, something to eat, it's all been wrong. <laughs> Everyone. Tuna, toast, coleslaw, cup of coffee. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. I always have tuna on toast. Nothing's ever worked out for me with tuna on toast. I want the complete opposite of tuna on toast. Chicken salad on rye. Untoasted with a side of potato salad and a cup of tea. 
Well, there's no telling what can happen from this. You know, chicken salad's not the opposite of tuna. Salmon's the opposite of tuna, because salmon swim against the current, and the tuna swim with it. Good for the tuna. Uh, George, you know, that woman just looked at you. So what? What am I supposed to do? Go talk to her. Elaine, bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents don't approach strange women. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Yes. I will do the opposite. I used to sit here and do nothing and regret it for the rest of the day. So now I will do the opposite and I will do something. Excuse me, uh, I couldn't help but notice that you were looking in my direction. <laughs> oh, yes, I was. You just ordered the same exact lunch as me. <laughs> my name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. I'm Victoria, hi. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know it sounds crazy, but it is true. Like, if you do everything opposite than what you... I mean, listen, they're one of the reasons why... Like my life, when I walked away from God, my life was a nightmare. It was a chaotic mess. So obviously everything that I was doing was not right. It was wrong. So if you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, because basically you're saying when you get saved, I repent, I am going to do the opposite of what I was doing. And Jesus, you will be the Lord of my life. So if he's the Lord of your life, then that means that he dictates what you do and what you don't do. He tells you what to do. So I can promise you, if you, whatever you were doing prior to, because Jesus is not chaotic. God is not chaotic. Holy Spirit is not chaotic. They are calm, peace. They are all the fruits of the Spirit. And none of that is, is nuts. It's not chaos. So whatever you were doing before, he, they're not going to allow you to keep doing still. They're going to whittle away at the pace that you can handle, which should be pretty quick, pretty quick pace. Oh, by the way, yeah. I want I to ask, if you're on Facebook, please comment, because right now we're concerned that we might have lost people because if you do anything on Facebook, that's why we say just go to Rumble, please. Just leave Facebook. They're not good. I mean, we were we had like 15 people on mm-hmm. and then we dropped yeah. and like monumentally. And now we can't get comments. So we're just trying to figure out what's going on with it. But if you're on Facebook, please go to Rumble. So um and, and comment so Logan will know if you're there or not. But what I was gonna say, what I was saying is is um if you were not if you were if you get saved, whatever direction you were going when you're not saved is not the same direction you keep going. It, it's, why would you get saved then? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point? The point in most people getting saved is they want something new. They want something 
different because nothing is working or they, they know that there's something, there's a void it's missing that needs to be filled. If you keep going the same play, same route, the two lives don't intermingle. It says you're in this world, but you're not of it, right? That we'll, we'll look at scriptures, but it's not possible for you to coexist the same way you were before. It's not possible. Um, so what I would tell you to do is whatever Jesus would do. So if you want to know how, how, what do you do when you get newly saved? What does life look like? How do you live a Christian life? Uh, do what Jesus would do. And I can tell you that I use this principle and I'm a seasoned believer. I grew up in a Christian home, walked away when I was, I think 18 or 19 years old. I can't remember. Came back when I was 24 and I still use this principle today. If and I know that all those bracelets were back in the day. What would Jesus do? I, everybody was wearing them. And a lot of people were wearing them and they never considered what Jesus would do because their behavior was opposite of what Jesus would do. It just was trendy to wear it. But seriously, you should ask yourself before you do something, especially if you're newly saved, if you don't know what to do and you're, and you're like, maybe like a, for me, like I have a mom, she's a believer. She's been saved for a long time, right? There are circumstances and situations that I can find myself in and say, okay, well, how would my mom handle that, right? Would she, as a Christian, would she do that, right? You might not be able to do that. Or maybe your parents aren't uh, strong believers, so you wouldn't, you couldn't use them as an example, right? Uh, so, Everybody should have a spiritual leader to a certain extent. And I'm like not a spiritual parent. I'm not saying that. Some people fit that bill, but I'm just saying uh, you should have a spiritual example, a spiritual leader. It should be your pastor as long as that pastor always conveys transparency to you, doesn't make himself look like he's the most perfect thing ever, because that's not true either. If you follow that guy and you find out that not that he has an affair or that uh he does something immoral. I'm just saying, if you find, if you follow this this person and you find out that he's a human being and that he makes mistakes, you putting him on a pedestal might cause yourself to uh, falter and fail because you've elevated him to a place that he doesn't belong. So always perspective in everything. God, Trinity, top of the line. And then if you need something, someone tangible to say, what would they do in this situation? And they're realistically a human being, then you would, then you can use them, right? Because you're never, we're to strive to be perfect, but don't beat yourself up when you aren't perfect. But we are striving for perfection at all times. So for me, I use this principle. I often will say, in this situation, what would what would Jesus do? How would he handle this situation? How would he speak? How would now? Do I am I successful in that? No. I'm not, but I'm more successful than I am not successful. And God is always, always evolving and changing us based on the revelation that we have. Well, we'll use this example. A lot of women have, and, I, and I'm finding it to be uh, where this is very common with men as well, but on the whole, it, it, it's usually been a woman uh, fault and failing. Gossip. Gossip is huge with women huge. And I'm not talking about like just talking in general about maybe somebody that you know like um what how, let me see. 
There's a difference between gossip and maliciousness. Okay, that's gossip. It is one thing because a lot of people don't know what gossip is. So if you're with a friend and you're talking about another friend and that relationship between that the person that's talking about the other friend or everybody it's every there's when i say transparency i mean everybody knows everything about everybody everybody loves everybody in spite of their positive and negatives there's no ill intent when talking about an individual to make them look bad or um hurt their reputation that's one thing you can you can talk amongst yourselves because it's something you would say if that person was standing there does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, because a that's lot good. of people think saying anything about anybody right. is gossip. That's not true. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not true. It's the heart. It's the motive of the heart. What is the motive when you're talking about somebody and who you're saying it to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you're saying it to somebody who might take it wrongly, then you don't say it right. because it'll hurt them. If you're saying it to somebody who loves and endears that person themselves, mm-hmm. then it's, it's not a big deal. Right. There's really no issue there to speak of. That's clear, correct? Yeah, that's good clarity. All right. Gossip is wrong when your intent is to do damage to somebody or just frivolous speaking about somebody that can cause damage to whomever you're saying it because the person you're saying it to might not know that other individual and it can cause a negative perception of the individual you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... In that situation, if you were, this is where you say, what would Jesus do? If you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody and you think it's taking a turn, or maybe you don't even know, you could stop yourself, but you can literally say, is this gossip? And if this isn't gossip, is it close to it? And if Jesus was standing here right in this conversation, would I be participating in it or would I be quiet? Would Jesus be participating in, and what would he be saying if he was? Based on that response, it tells you whether or not you should continue on talking or what you should and shouldn't say. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, that's good. Okay. I just think that we've, like, a lot of people don't even know how, seasoned believers don't even know how to be a Christian. Yeah. They don't. I I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. I see compromise. I see... I see a lot of things like, and we're going to touch on some of these things. Next one is coarse joking. Like I laugh and I joke around and there are some things that we laugh and joke around with, but coarse joking, we all know what it is. Coarse joking is when, when it's, mm, how do I say, uh, I I can't even use a good example of, you know, what kind of do. This is this is bad, but remember um, the office. I don't really watch the office, but you remember you can put yourselves on. Remember in the office where there was a lot of joking. Like it, I, um, I got to think of the terminology exactly. That's what uh, she said. That's what she said. Okay, that's coarse joking. That's inappropriate as a Christian. Like when that reflects that. Do you understand? Do you know that's like inappropriate. Um, especially if you're in a group of people that are saved and unsaved, you look as lost as they do. Mm-hmm. Can you think of another way of course joking? And that's like a my, that's like really touching like the line of it. That's not so bad. There's way worse. Right. Like 
here's another one. If you were, if you were married and you're in a group with your girlfriends and you begin to joke and make, well, I say make fun of, but if you're joking about you and your spouse being intimate, but then you, it goes too far. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in those situations? I have, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I lived in the world where girls were, they were, they would literally, like, I felt bad for the guys, how they made fun of them, how they joked about them. It was rough. Mm -hmm. What's worse is when you're in those groups and the women say, if I wasn't married and. And then they, uh and then they laugh like they're joking. Mm -hmm. They're not joking. Yeah. If I wasn't married, that, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's totally inappropriate. There's some things that people label as coarse joking, and it's just, there's nothing to it. There's really, and I don't want to go so extreme, but people know like how perverse they are and what they're saying and, and the perversity of the, and I don't even know if that's the right word, I mean, or a word or not, how perverse their heart is mm-hmm. when they're saying something in that joke. Or like being uh, joking, uh, for me, coarse joking is also like, um, Making racial comments uh, that are supposedly supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. They're not funny. Right. I don't think that stuff is funny at all. Um, there are people that people make fun of people that are special needs. And co- that's coarse joking. That's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that we as believers, we should be respecting one another. We should be honoring one another. We don't demean and make fun of and joke around like that because it makes you look bad as a believer. That's the kind of coarse joking. Can you can you think of another coarse joking? Because I, yeah, no. the racist one, the rude racist comments about things that people can't help about themselves, like the color yeah. of their skin or if they're in a wheelchair, like those kind of comments too. Like you just well, said, that even, was in my head. I will say this: even if, like, there are some, there's some people, like some people have big ears, right, mm-hmm. and their ears stick out, and then people. Make fun of them. Are they? I'm like, who are you? Who are you that you didn't get born to have your ears be bigger and sticking out? Yeah, that's not some, that's not something somebody can control or mm-hmm. help. Yeah. That's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. It's right. mean. Right. It's mean spirited. It's ugliness. Right. I like, but people will think that that is. It's just a joke. Yeah. Well, let's make fun of something that's super sensitive about you right. and see if it, you think it's funny and you think that's a joke. Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. We're like to, again, it goes back to Christians always are so supposed to prefer one another. That's what the Bible says. But really, if you want to win somebody to the Lord, the, the way to win them is not to bust on somebody else and joke, uh, joke with somebody else about somebody else's deficiencies or uh, something they can't control or whatever the case may be. Not cool. Next one is cussing. The very first thing God told me to do when I got saved was quit cussing. I Like a sailor had a better mouth than me. <laughs> it was bad. Every other word was the F word. It was not good. I actually got in trouble with when I worked because I like, it was bad. Yeah. Very, very bad. And then there's some people, I and mean, there's some people that think like there are some cuss words that are okay or they don't consider it a cuss word because it's in the bible well are you using it in the same terminology as the bible because if you're not 
then you're then it's vulgar and you're saying it because you know everybody knows the heart Mm -hmm. everybody knows your heart when you're saying it and it really ruins your witness you people don't think that it does it absolutely positively does because what you don't know is especially um with people who are strive like i'll say this if you're newly saved and your family is like just waiting to watch you fail yeah. or just waiting for you to flub up mm-hmm. or just waiting for you not to make it and to quit like decide that christianity is not for you your mouth will ruin you mm-hmm. because they're going to be like you sound like the world are you really saved well they'll use it against you and go well if you're really saved i mean i mm-hmm. i even know people in ministry that that say things and people have said to me i i really love and respect them but i i have an issue with their mouth and what they say because it it ruins it for me and and how i look at them and how i want to receive from them spiritually speaking and i get that um should you still receive from them? Yes, because they're highly anointed and they have the power of God flowing through them. But does it wreck it? Does it hurt them a little? It does. I would be lying straight to your face and if I said it doesn't because people have literally came to come to me and said, I love and respect these people, but I have an issue. That's a big issue for me and it's hard for me to receive. Yeah. And it's all because you want to say certain words that don't need to be said. Right. They don't. Vocabulary. Broaden the vocabulary. Right. But I will tell you this. This is. See, I, I, that I'm, trans, I'm transparent as I'll get out. So guess what? I, I was working on this question, yeah. right? I was working on this question. Was it Tuesday? Probably before the podcast, right? And on Wednesday's podcast, this person writes this on Facebook, but I I know who it is because you just printed it out for me. And I love you. Just so you know, if you're watching, I'm so happy that you wrote this in because you you called me out and you probably didn't even know you're calling me out, (laughs) which is awesome. I'm going to go back to cussing, but, but, but what one of the next things in my notes was is using the Lord's name in vain. A lot of times, like, I would never say the D word, right? I don't cuss. I don't like it. The most I say is freaking. And you could say, well, that you, that's as bad as saying the F word. And then I'm like, well, if that's, if that's the case, then you just switch to freaking then. If it's, if it's the same, then you won't have a problem not saying the F word anymore and just say freaking like me. Mm-hmm. And I'll stick to freaking. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it if they're the same, it's really okay. You don't need to say the F word. But a lot of people use G D. Mm-hmm. Well they'll use God's name in vain. And the word is clear about using God's name in vain. But here's the thing. Like uh, you'll hear people say Jesus. They'll say, um like um they'll use they'll just say God or whatever, like when they see something. Or this person said, um they said uh, they didn't even know this question was being brought up, which is so Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It says, I often hear my God, which that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was always taught that it was taking God's name in vain and therefore breaking number three of the Ten Commandments. Are all these people going to hell or is something else taking God's name in vain? No, that's taking God's name in vain. And it's clear that you're not to do that. So, but you know what? I had to think about this. I'm like, I don't say, thank God I don't say God. (laughs) Thank God I don't say Jesus. But then I went, but you do say Lord. I do that a lot. I'll be like, um, let me see. What's the one I thought of that I said? Um, Oh, what is the one that I say sometimes? Lord only knows. Mm -hmm. I say that all the time. Lord only knows. I'm not talking about. I'm just saying the phrase, in all actuality, and all truthfulness, I'm not saying that the Lord is the only one that knows. (laughs) I wish I was, and I wouldn't be like having the Mm -hmm. conviction. But but I'm not, I'm saying Lord only knows, just like somebody says, oh my God. Like the Jewish people, when they write the word out, they won't even write the word God. Because it's that Holy. holy of a name. And we should think of it, as that holy, because it is holy. His name is holy. So no, we shouldn't say God's name in vain. We shouldn't say Jesus's name in vain. We shouldn't, you know, the Holy Spirit. I don't think that there's a way to say the Holy Spirit's name in vain, is there? Mm-hmm. But we definitely shouldn't be using the Lord now, the word Lord either. So thank you very much, because you convicted me big time. And that is going to be eliminated out of my vocabulary. Like that, fast. So, um, but, so if I'm going to say that people shouldn't be saying different words, I have to be, I have to confess. That's something that I can't do either. Like what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You got to look at yourself and be honest. I don't cuss, but I do say that. So that's, that's got to stop. The other thing is people say the S word all the time. I mean, oh my gosh, I hear people say the S word and I just, I'm like, what are you thinking? Like you ruin your witness as a believer, especially if you're cussing in front of unbelievers. You're not the world anymore. You are his. Would Jesus say that word? No. And, or if Jesus was standing there, would you say the D word? Would you say the S word? This is my other one. Like I don't, nobody would say the F word. Pretty sure. I mean, most people don't even, when they give up cussing, the F word hardly ever comes out anymore. Because that's the biggest no-no of them all. But how you don't consider the D word and the S word the same equivalency of the F word? Like, it's like sin. Everybody thinks that there's degrees to sin, like homosexuality. That's that's the biggest no-no ever. But fornication, we look the other way. Uh, Lying, that's bad. But lying's okay if you have a good reason. It's no. It's all a no-no. It's not to happen. There's no murderers. Oh, they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a gossip, if you're jealous, if you're envious, all of those things, if you have, um, this is one that people don't even consider, but if you cannot control your temper, it clearly says, um, what's the, it's, um, I, I want to use the King James, or the, not, uh, the New King James Version um, it's it's not it's the opposite of of uh, fruit of the spirit with self control, fits of rage. Gosh, can like what is that? Um, if you're a person that, that has fits of rage, that's a sin. You can't lose your temper, go fly off the handle, and think that it's okay. 
That is sin. It is clear in the world. I know that if you grew up in different denominations, they'll tell you dancing is a sin. David danced before the Lord, so I don't think it's a sin. They'll tell you smoking's a sin. Smoking's stupid. Don't get me wrong. But it says nothing in the Bible about smoking a cigarette. It talks about being a drunk. Mm-hmm. There's lots of people who will look down on people who are smoking a cigarette. All the while, they'll drink more than one drink. The hypocrisy of Christians is crazy, but the reason there's hypocrisy is they don't know the word and they don't understand because when they got saved, they just so said, Jesus accepts you as you are. No, he doesn't. That's not in the word. Jesus does not accept you as you are. He doesn't. He takes you in and then he expects you to change. That's why the word repentance was used by John the Baptist and Jesus Christ because repentance means you must change. You've got to go opposite of what you were headed in, okay? That's the facts. He doesn't take you as you are and let you let you stay there. If that's the case, then what kind of, why would you serve him? I mean, your, your life's gonna stay a mess. Oh, he'll, it gets to stay a mess and Jesus walks alongside you. Like, I carried you, like the footprints in the sand. I carried you while your, your, your life was a mess. No. He's carrying you through hard times, but it's only because usually it's because of the decisions that you're making and the sacrifices you're making through your Christian walk. And he will sustain you through them. The rest of it's not even a fact. The H word. I don't even want to. I say H-E double toothpick. I hate that word. (laughs) Cannot tell you. So common. What the? People say that if something happens, the thing that they'll say is, what the, like, what? why are you talking like that? That's a cuss word. And you'll say, no, it's not. Hell's in the Bible. Are you saying it like hell? Because most people are not. They're not saying it like it's hell. Another one is the A word. And listen, I'm like Tom. I love that A word. I use that one a lot. And I wish it still existed. But when I used the A word, it wasn't because I was talking about a donkey. You're not allowed. I mean, seriously think about this. Put yourselves on. Seriously think of that, about this. If, if it, because he's always present right. and he's always with you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is always present. He's always with you. But if you have the tangible Jesus right in front of you, would you say what the then why why is it okay? Right, it's a great filter, huh? It's a great filter to always think like just if Jesus was right here, would you, you or would, you would Jesus this? say that? Jesus, Jesus would say never that? say what the yeah, never. Nope. Would Jesus say you're a, you're a dumb? Right, no, no, he would not. He would not. He would. The odds are, I might be wrong about this, but Jesus probably would have called the donkey the donkey. Maybe I'm wrong. But even so, even if he used the, the actual factual name for a donkey, he would only refer to the donkey with it. He would never use the A word in a derogatory fashion towards someone or, or about something or whatever. I mean, people say it to get a response and a rise. And my thing is, is it worth the response and the rise? Because you're ruining your witness or you're ruining. Jesus would never say that. And my thing is, is, I sit there and think, if I say that stuff, what's Jesus' face? Like, mm-hmm. 
disappointment. Like you can do better than that. There are there your vocabulary should be bigger and better than that. Than to have to use that. Anybody got anything to say um, from the peanut gallery? Yeah. To, are you going to dispute? Or you can say I'm wrong if you think that the H word, the A word, the D word, whatever. Say why you believe it's okay. As I, I would love to hear it. So Psalm twelve six says the words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in the furnace on the ground, purified seven times. So I think that kind of goes like, would he actually say what he would say? I mean, according to this, he wouldn't. Um, but I think you just made a really valid point of the wi- the condition of your heart when you say Lord only knows. Like if I if I said God only knows, because that's what I would say, I literally would think like God's the only one that knows this because it would make sense in my mind that yeah. like nobody knows, but God knows, at least God knows. So the fact that you say like it was just like fervent and like, oh my God, like saying it like that, it wasn't really like you were like, Oh yeah, that one. But yeah, I've I, with when like growing up, um, we didn't swear. Like that wasn't we just didn't. And then I was not um, allowed. Right. And the girls, like I wouldn't let them say stupid because I'm like, how can you use that in a good way? And so when they were like twelve, they they said something about like, mom, they swore. And I'm like, what they say? And she, they were like, stupid. And I was like, hey, we need to talk <laughs> about this. And that's actually not because I never said it was a swear word. I just said, don't. I don't want you to say that. Don't right. say that. Don't say that. And so. Um, my thing with the girls and even myself is always purity. So if Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God, Matthew five, eight. So like you were just saying before, it's the condition of your heart. Yeah. Is your heart truly pure towards whatever when you're saying those things? Or is it just like an idle word? Or for me, it's a reflection of your past that you still hang on to that you can't let go for some reason. Yeah. And God has delivered you from all that. Why the heck would you hang on to that? Right. Why would you like hang on to a profane word? Mm-hmm. And people would say, well, heck is the same as, well, I would disagree with that. Yeah. Like most people don't think heck is a cuss word, but a lot of people think the H-E double toothpick is yeah. a cuss word. They do. Yeah. Otherwise, then just switch. Right. But most people do believe the H E double toothpick is, and if you were to say is heck one, they're like, no, it's not. It's not a cuss word. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, maybe it's a step down, and maybe I can use better vocabulary. But I rather say that than right. Well, Logan, do you, were you going to say something? I thought you were going to say, but, you, but the D word. That's my only question. D I C K. Is that what you're talking about? D A M N. D A. God. Oh, that one. People use. Okay. I hate that word. Well, it's a cuss word. Okay. I well, I used the other one that I was asking about. So I was kind of. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. I will tell you that a lot of people use that word. Okay. Listen, we're gonna like. Sorry. No, 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 no. I love it. Love it. Love it. No, I got it. She's here. Okay, so we're not going to say that word, but a lot of people use prefer to use that word than penis because yeah. they're like, I don't want to use the official name because that sounds stupid. So they use that word. But if you're calling somebody that, I think that is not appropriate. Okay. There's a better word to call somebody than than that. Um, he's a jerk. Okay. Well, so. We use it on a scale, like in our house. So sometimes you're being mean, sometimes you're being a jerk, and then the ultimate is you are being a D. Oh, 
it's just it's a check on each other. Like, hey, you're being a D right now. Then just say you're being a D, I guess. Better than saying, but would some people would say, well, what's the difference? Because there is a difference. If Jesus was standing, Jesus probably wouldn't even like that you're categorizing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the things. we The, the checks and the balances. Mm-hmm. And my thing, too, is... If, especially if you're communicating with your spouse, like I don't ever tell Tom he's being a jerk. I don't ever, I never talk to him like that. I'll be tra- mm-hmm. totally honest with you guys. If Tom wants to behave a certain way, he never says I am. We never say words like that to one another, ever. We never call each other names or even categorize ourselves as something like that. Mm-hmm. Words mean something. And it does matter. So if I don't like his behavior, when things are calmed down, and you, he always, always says, I'm so sorry for just being, behaving like that. And normally he'll say behaving because he won't say even call himself a jerk. Mm-hmm. But um, if I will never, I'll, I'll always, if I have something to say, I'll, I'll, be, be, I'll be just transparent with that. I don't like that. Don't. Don't act like that. That is not, you're better than that. That's as far as we go because you can't take backwards. And I, it, and for me, it's more or less like I'm not going to label you that because words have power. Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Everybody's got to work out their own marriages and do their own thing. But I, Tom and I, like the word, the divorce word is never ever spoken. Yeah. And name-calling or even comparing ourselves to something is never. I mean, he, he has called me mom before. <laughs> but his mom's pretty great, so I don't mind it. <laughs> Thanks, mom. All right. I'm fine with that. I'm fine being your mother. Um, but you got something to add, to Vanessa? Because I grew up in New York. Like, there are some words that aren't considered bad words that we would now. And now that... I live here and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a follower of Christ. Like I have been convicted of words that I've said in the past. Yeah. But even in New York, they shouldn't be acceptable. They are cuss words. Like what, like, like people have said to us, like we've had preachers come in, not to this church, but oh, back in the day, a guy came, I remember a pastor coming in, this has happened more than once. And he, He's not even from France, okay? But he apparently preaches over there. He came over and he was cussing. He's like, oh, over in France, that's okay. If it's not okay here, then it's not okay there. It's you know better. You know the difference. So you shouldn't be, like, for me, I grew up in D.C. And people cussed like it was like nothing. But I ultimately knew. Because God convicts you of that. I ultimately Mm -hmm. knew this is unacceptable. I wouldn't be saying this and a group of believers. And if other believers were talking like that, I still believe that innately, you know, you know better. You just become dumbed down and numb to it being unacceptable. I was mm-hmm. never taught. Yeah. I but was that's, never taught differently by anyone, and I grew up in church. But I'm just telling you, yeah. that's because you also grew up in a very permissive, to a certain extent, I won't go too far, but yeah. a permissive Christianity. That's not, that's why this question is so important because there are more permissive churches than there are ones that preach holiness. 
Holiness, God, that's what God told us to go. We're to chase after holiness. Mm -hmm. We're to go after it, not to stay as close to the line of being permissive, Mm -hmm. compromising, and still get into heaven. And people try and walk that line as Mm -hmm. as close as they possibly can. But that's not what God wants. Mm -hmm. God wants you to be holy as he is holy. Mm You know, and so, but see, I do understand that. Yeah. That's why this question is, yeah. but, but I'm telling you, Vanessa, there are people you may not have known, but I'm just telling you people in your group that do know or did know, and they still kept it up because everybody does it. I had a pastor, a pastor's wife who would cuss a lot, cuss a lot, but under certain company, she never cussed. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah. You know better. Yeah. And what happened is, is the people who hung out with her that didn't cuss before started cussing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's compromise. And people are like, well, she's, she's the pastor's wife. She's doing it. So it must be okay. Mm-hmm. All the while, the same person was having affairs mm-hmm. secretly and doing other things that were completely inappropriate and out of line. So I'm just saying, a little leaven. Mm-hmm. Be careful because you can just and the, the the people that now started cussing by hanging out with her, they they weren't doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it just opens the door to compromise. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful, and we're not going to just stick to cussing. But let me just tell you, most of the time. Everybody that I know, when they got saved and they seriously got saved and they understood what. Being saved meant that's the first thing that God told them to do is watch their mouth. Mm-hmm. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever's in here is coming out, and your heart reflects Him. Mm-hmm. So if your words don't reflect Him, then what's the heart look like? Mm-hmm. Is it dark and ugly, or mm-hmm. is it mm-hmm. bright and full of life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a difference. What were you going to say? No. Oh, I thought you were going to add something. I was agreeing something. with you. Yeah, I always thought you were going to add something to it. Feel free. Because sometimes, yeah. like, they're all seasoned except for Logan over there. But Logan's got, like, mm-hmm. your perspective is super important mm-hmm. because because you're so newly saved. I forget what it's like to be in that place, mm-hmm. you know? You, you hit it on the nail in the beginning, too, 180 degrees from what you were doing before. Yeah. So I stopped cursing. I stopped drinking. Did you feel I, convicted, though, by absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, Nobody absolutely. that's ever been truly saved has ever told me that they felt okay with still talking the same same way. Yeah. I hate when people do it around me now. I hate when my family and my friends do it. Um, yeah. Because it, like it. it shows you where they're at. It really does show people spiritually it's where un- you're at. It's unnecessary. And this is the one coming from, like, the military and the yeah. police department. <laughs> Who said it every other word? It's yeah. unnecessary. It's you so unnecessary. Yeah. It's so true. That's why I said you, you got to broaden yes. your vocabulary if that's what you think is acceptable. Yeah. Ephesians 4.29, which is, thank you for that. Ephesians 4.29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Make sure that that's the case for you. First Peter 3.10 says, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Luke 6.45 says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of, the, of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. 
What will you what you say flows um, what you say flows from what is in your heart. So this is all New Living's translations. First, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says, "This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person." One hundred and eighty degree turn. You can't stay the old person. You got to go a new direction to become a new person. It don't work like that. You can't keep going the same way, accepting Jesus, doing the same things. That means you're the same person. You are a new creature. The old life is gone, is what it says, and a new life has begun. So that way is the old way. A new life is this way. Super, super easy. I mean, I don't know how more simplistic to make it. That's, I mean, I'm going to keep repeating it so that it is ingrained in someone's brain that's having a hard time understanding this. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Boom. Mm -hmm. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And Tom says this all the, all the time. Your actions change your thinking. Mm-hmm. You want to get a new remind, a renewed mind? Change your actions. They will follow. Yep. So I will just, one more time, I'll tell you this. If Jesus wouldn't say it, if Jesus wouldn't do it, then neither do you. If you can't put that in the right perspective, then what you do is say, Jesus is with me everywhere I go. The Holy Spirit is with me everywhere I go. So they are actually hearing me say this. Is this acceptable? They are actually going to watch me do this. Is this acceptable? If it is not, then you don't do it. Um, I said Matthew 12, um, 34, it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let me just break this down. I'm going to give you seven steps to apply to your life to have a Christian life. And you'll grow spiritually and you'll grow in a maturity of a true believer versus someone that believes that you can just live however you want to live and it'll be okay. That is not the word of God. If you go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22, and we are out of time, but, but, but I'm going to try and go as fast as I possibly can. If you apply these spiritual principles, you will be a strong believer. I can promise you this. The Word is the best guidebook and manual that you could ever hope for. You got to crack that sucker open and you need to start reading it, studying it, and applying it. Don't be a hearer of the word, be a doer of the word. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5.16-22 through 22 says, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, um, for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit, do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil. So we're going to break this down. The first one is be joyful and happy at all times. So guess what? When you get the molly grubs and you get, you're you getting kind of grouchy, grumpy, and you feel like you deserve a melancholy, melancholy day, nope, you sure don't. You don't get to, you don't get to live like how your feelings want you to live. You live by the word of God, and it says to, be, to rejoice. That means 
you put on you put on joy. Joy is a decision. So you put that on and you walk your day out. Second, always be praying. If you pray, now, yes, I know. You can't pray sometimes when you're at work because you're having conversations. But I'm telling you, you can have it where, like a lot of times people are having conversations in their mind. Like if I could tell that person this, this is what I would say. So you're having a conversation with somebody that's not present and you want to give them, give them a piece of your mind. So if you can be doing that instead of that, spend time in prayer. Because what it'll do is eliminate any um, angst or anger or anxiety or anxiousness that you're carrying around for whomever or whatever. A lot of people live in fear and worry and they're full of, because of especially the world right now, they're full, they're so anxious that if you were constantly in prayer as often as you could, there would be no worry. There would be no fear because you'd be communicating with the Lord and you would be edifying yourself. Three, be thankful. It says in the last days, people will be unthankful. Be thankful. Be opposite of the people who are in the um, end times. Appreciate people and, and, and appreciate what you have. Like so many people are so ungrateful. You don't look at the life that you, if you live in America, you are well above the average. Okay, if you are healthy, you have a lot to be thankful for. There are a lot of people who would are envious of people who don't have to worry about day-to-day life because they're not healthy and they're fighting tooth and nail, some of them, for their health, for, for healing, or whatever the case may be. If you're healthy, be thankful. And at, at the end of the day, you got up in the morning, you're breathing, and you have a, probably a beautiful life. It may not be the easiest life, but that doesn't mean that that can't change if you apply these principles. So life can be as good as you want it to be, but in the midst of wherever you're at, you're still probably far and above most individuals that live in this, out of this country. Think of third world, third world countries and, and the problems that they have. They not only face the same problems you do, but they face maybe whether they're going to eat that day. Okay. They maybe have marital problems. They might have financial problems. They might have health problems. They might have, uh, be concerned about where they're going to put their head to bed. It's like, are they going to lose their house or whatever? At the end of the day, though, you know, the odds are you're going to eat. They don't. And they have children, a lot of them. And some of them have lost their children because of starvation. So at the end of the day, people in America especially, you need to be thankful. You're leaps and bounds ahead of of most. Fourth, never allow people or denominations to tell you who the Holy Spirit is and box him in. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. Most people determine who the Holy Spirit is. Get in the word, find out who he is. He's far bigger and better than you probably ever thought or imagined. Be open to whatever he has for you and you'll go places you never thought. Be willing to go and do whatever he wants you to do in and through you. And this is a big one. Keep your first love your first love. If you do that, and that comes with the Holy Spirit, keep your love your first love. I remember when I um, got my life right with God, like it was the best thing ever. Like 
don't know. It's, it was better than having my kids. It was better than getting married and falling in love. There was nothing like that. But what happens is it's just like anything. Time has a way of, of making that feeling and emotion dumbed down. And, and that's where love is a commitment. When you love something, the commitment is there, whether or not the feeling is there. So keep the, your him, your first love as your first love. And if you do that, your family will be great. Your kids will be great. Your job will be great. You being uh, just a good friend will be great, whether you're married or not. Finding If you make you good, if you make you a, a, a great package, then somebody else is going to come along, another great package. God will put you two together, and then boom. Number, uh, number five, be open to prophecy. Don't shut it down. You can miss something powerful that God wants to share with you. Most people despise prophecy. And I would tell you, like I, I, God has given me words for people, and, it, and it's powerful when you can be used like that, but it's also powerful to receive like that. But be very careful who you receive from, which goes into number six. Make sure it lines up with Scripture. Listen, people will try and speak into your life that are crazy, like, The nut ain't the nut ain't fastened to the bolt correctly. I'm just I don't know I don't know how to tell you. I've never heard that before. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It it's not good. Don't just receive from anybody. Don't receive from just anybody. Make sure that whoever is speaking into your life, you know them very very well. Are you? Or you're confident or you have a peace within you when you're receiving from them. But be very, very careful who you receive from because people miss it. I've missed it. But most people receive, most people should be getting it right 90% of the time. Yeah. You should be getting it right 90% of the time or plus, 90 plus. But I will tell you this, like when it comes to Tom, people have tried, people have written us prophetic words or tried to speak into our lives or whatever. And I'll politely listen, and sometimes I'll look at whatever was written, and automatically the Holy Spirit, first of all, most of the time, the people think that they know something, and they don't know what they're talking about. So while I'm reading it, I automatically know they're off because what they're writing doesn't even line up. Okay, they're wrong. They got it wrong. And it's usually their emotion or offense or joy or whatever it can be it can be good and bad um the reason why ever they're writing it but even if it's a positive doesn't mean it's accurate mm-hmm. and most people are like oh this is so good so you better be careful with it mm-hmm. don't receive from just anybody and don't believe just any prophetic word test everything is what it says you must test everything because they might lead you down a rabbit hole That'll take you a while to get out. But don't despise it. Just test it. Just like the word says. Last one. Stay away from sin and compromise. And if you don't do that, if you don't stay away from sin and compromise, you will not stay saved. That's just the facts. You will not stay saved. You'll be like the parable of the sower, where only really one of the seeds fell on ground that harvested, reaped a harvest. The other ones got choked out, and they never went anywhere. So be 
the seed that lands on good soil and really uh, apply these seven things. Again, Scripture is, let's look at it. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 22. Read that. If you don't know what it looks like to be a Christian, do those things on the daily. And I'm telling you, you'll stay on the straight and narrow. You'll be saved till he comes back or you die. One of the two. We done. Amen. We done, girls. All righty. Um, I will tell you this. I think, I think we have Tom convinced. I think he will be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty happy about that. Yes. I'm pretty happy about that. So my people are still talking to his people, (laughs) but apparently from what I understand from his mouth, it's looking pretty good. That's good. So, um, okay. Let's, um, is there anybody that doesn't know him or walked away from him? Let's get you saved today. Start your weekend off great on the, uh, on the right foot. And uh, you might have planned on going out to the club tonight, Ooh. getting a little tipsy. But after we're done praying, <laughs> that would be the 180 degree turn that I'm referring to. <laughs> That's not in your agenda anymore. Your, your itinerary will be changing. Amen. Get yourself some of that new wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go up to the river, get some new wine. <laughs> You'll never be the same again. Never. Or come to Foundation Church on Sunday. Amen. Either way. If you don't know him, say this prayer with me real quick. We'll do this fast, easy, and you'll be like, is that all there is to it? That's all there is to it. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Lord, you are amazing. There is none like you. There is no one that would have done for me what you did for me. And God, there's no one that sacrificed so much for someone like me. I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for dying for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I honor you. You will be the Lord of my life from this moment forward. Whatever you say to do, I will do. Whatever you say not to do, I will not do. And when I will grow old, 120 I will live with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 120, that's what you promised. If you believe it, you receive it. I personally, 120, honey. Yes, you I are. I ain't. I don't want it. so much to do, Hope. I have a lot to do, but I'll be honest with you. No, Heaven's going to be looking pretty dang great right around the 100 mark. No, we're going to have so much fun. Can you imagine? You're way younger than me. I know. That's why you're stick around. You're 27 years old. Your mother is 26. That's true. That's true. How that's is true. this going to work? I don't. I never. I don't never going to reach 120. You just don't. You're like, she's never going to reach 120. Exactly. I'll be up there by myself with my husband. Well, actually, oh. I will be with Tom. Tom's younger than me. So yeah. there you go. Okay. Sad. Alrighty, people. Have a great weekend. Love you so much. Thanks for hanging in there. We are almost 15 minutes overtime, but you stuck with me, so I appreciate you. Love you. See you on Sunday. Goodbye. Real talk.